0: Hey, this is Beth.
1: And this is Jeff.
0: And this is your Enneagram Coach, the podcast, where we're here to help you to understand yourself with astonishing clarity so that you can break free from self-condemnation, fear, and shame by knowing and experiencing the unconditional love, forgiveness, and freedom in Christ.
1: Well, we are thrilled that you decided to join us for the second episode on our acrostic and really a spiritual exercise called Aware. Now, to give you, for those of you who may have missed the other episode, be sure to go back and listen to it because it provides a lot of context and definitions for this particular process. But in short review, over the last twenty years of learning about the theological and experiential truths of the gospel, Beth and I have been able to put together a simple practice that helps us to align ourselves with the truth. The gospel. Now, it's not always easy, nor is it quick, but as we've gotten better at it, and when we're willing to yield to it, it has become a very powerful tool for spiritual and relational growth. Now, we've brought three things together in this particular exercise. One is a gospel-centered approach to the Christian life, two, the Enneagram, and three, internal family systems. But our objective has always been to apply the truth of the gospel to the various parts of our hearts. Number two, the practice is regular times of silence and solitude, but the content of this time are reflections upon the scriptures. The goal of this daily exercise is not navel-gazing. It's not to analyze every feeling or thought. Rather, the goal is to recognize that we are God's workmanship in which he is creating us to do good works. He's crafting something. It's ongoing. Not only that, but he will carry that work into completion, what Paul tells us in Philippians 1. We want to join him in that, to walk in step with him, and to come alive to what he is doing versus what we think we should be doing according to our type. And just as an aside, yes, we approach the Christian life and how we experience transformation according to the perspective of our type, which means we run into the same barriers each and every time. So the goal of this exercise is transformation, it's not observation. Number two, guilt and shame don't work, but kindness, grace, and compassion do. As a matter of fact, Romans two says it's the Lord's kindness that leads us to repentance. Number three, change happens in union with God's spirit. As David prayed in Psalm 139, that the Lord, he invited the Lord's presence into his understanding of himself and the Lord's purposes versus trying to do it himself. And then lastly, like in Paul's words in Romans seven, there are many parts of us that need our father's attention and we need his leadership. So this is the process. Uh, It's uh, laid out in the acrostic aware. A means awaken to thoughts, feelings, or inclinations. W is welcome these experiences without judgment. A, ask the Spirit for guidance. R, receive what is true, and E, engage yourself and your relationships in a new way. Now, this is just a quick summary of what we went through in the last episode, but what we're going to do in this particular episode is we're going to walk the wheel. Now, that's Beth and I's term of we're going to go through an example for each of the nine types and then comment on what that'll be. So, we're going to go through aware for each type on one specific topic, and then we'll just make a few comments after each one. Ready to jump in, Bethy? Yep,
0: let's go for it
1: great. So I want you to start off with type one.
0: All right. So type ones, when we're going to use the acrostic aware, the first thing that we're going to do is look at awaken. What what do we need to be awakened to? We need to be aware of our thoughts, feelings and body sensations. So type ones, how does your inner critic show up? And when does it show up? And what are some of the common patterns that you see your inner critic saying or doing or reminding you of? Now, as you become aware of your inner critic and what is happening, we want you to then move into the welcome phase, where you're going to welcome without judgment, what you're sensing, feeling and experiencing. So being aware of your inner critic, now you recognize, okay, my inner critic might actually not always be a healthy part of me. Now, it can be a healthy part, but sometimes it's actually maybe harming you and others. But also welcome the thought that, the inner critic points out things that can also be a gift and a burden. And to welcome this without guilt or shame towards this part of you, seeing the whole scope of it. And then to extend kindness to this part, this inner critic that you have relied on since you were a child. And then move into the third A, which is ask. As a one, it's your natural inclination to see problems and for the inner critic to assault you. But here, let's create a new path moving forward without having to fix it. Instead of trying to fix it through the inner critic, why not take this moment to, one, be aware of it, to welcome it, and then ask the Holy Spirit to help you to understand what this part is trying to communicate. Then, receive receive the love, the forgiveness, the compassion that Christ offers you. And this might be difficult because the inner critic is wanting to bring guilt and shame, but perhaps spend some time in some verses that are going to help you to rely on what is true versus what the inner critic is trying to bring to you, which is judgment. So, a few verses that might be really helpful is Micah 7.19, where it says, He will again have compassion on us, he will tread our iniquities underfoot. He will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea. Also Psalms 103:12 says, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. And then Hebrews 10:14 says, for by one sacrifice he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. And by doing these exercises, you can now move into the engaged process. Now, it might be tempting to engage in relationships where you know you might be able to have control to do the right thing, but life has complexities. So, being assured of the love, grace, and mercy that you have been given through Christ, now extend those and engage in relationships that you have in your life in the same manner. Paul describes it as faith working itself out in love. How can you now engage with others and yourself through faith, living itself out in love, versus the perspective of the inner critic condemning you. Remember Romans eight one. There is now no more condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. We hope, once that you can use this acrostic aware to begin the process of understanding what is rising up in the heart. Taking a moment to look at it, asking the Holy Spirit to bring a new, fresh perspective from truth receiving that truth and then engaging in life
1: well here are a few thoughts that came to mind as you were going through that bethy and uh, one of them was that sometimes it it seems from my observations that sometimes type ones don't recognize the separation between who they are and the kind of voice Mm -hmm. of their inner critic
0: yeah well and also a lot of times uh, type ones didn't realize that the inner critic is not the holy spirit like that's a whole new concept and i love to remind them The Holy Spirit brings kindness, peace, assurance, um, redemption, restoration, reconciliation. The inner critic is bringing guilt and shame and wrath and being picky and judgmental. That is not the Holy Spirit. And so it's great for us to, to do this acronym to be aware of really what's rising up and make sure that we align with the truth of the gospel so that the Holy Spirit is working in and through us.
1: And one thing that you'll see as we're going through all the other types is that when it comes to ask, we have a natural inclination, a natural approach or interpretation of life. And so... The acrostic aware gives us that moment just to take a step back versus relying on our own instinct mm-hmm. to move forward with what we think is right. Yeah. And so pausing and then asking the Holy Spirit for understanding, for clarifications. And then the lastly, on receive and engage, it's a simple formula. As we have been loved – So love, as we have received compassion, grant compassion. And that includes not only other people, but it mostly includes ourselves, that to receive compassion ourselves, we are able to extend the best of who we are to other people.
0: And we can do that because Christ has finished the work on our behalf. And so we can move forward in the freedom of what he has already given us.
1: Fantastic, well we're going to move on to type 2's now And I'm going to take type 2's And we're just going to walk through aware again Now one thing to remember as we're walking through these We're just going down one specific path One particular aspect of each personality type This is going to be applied to the vast array of your experiences uh, Thoughts, feelings, or inclinations And so we're just trying to give you one simple example of what that would look like So let's start with awaken for type 2 Twos often feel other people's feelings more than their own. So type twos, whose needs are you feeling or who are you thinking about right now? Who is on your mind that you're feeling inclined to want to help? Welcome. Often for twos, once they start to feel or think about a person or situation, they move into action. You may be inclined to insert your presence. Let's just simply take a step back and welcome this part of you that is mindful of this other person or situation without necessarily acting on it, without assigning judgment either of yourself or this part. Simply welcome the experience so that you can learn from this particular part of you. Ask. Twos are great at helping others, but often have trouble caring for themselves. So let's ask the Spirit to come and provide some clarity, some insight, and care. Maybe ask the Spirit, what motivation is leading you to focus on this person's need? Are there any motivations tied to your own value or self-worth that's all tied up into helping this other person? Are there areas of your life that you may be avoiding by focusing on other people's problems? Receive. A fuller you is a better you. In order to serve others well, you will first need to be the one who has been served. Consider reflecting and receiving the truths from these following passages Mark 10:45. For the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life away as a ransom for many. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I'm mindful of that passage for twos because oftentimes they can expend themselves on behalf of others. And that expending themselves often is because they are carrying their own yoke versus the yoke of Christ, and they need to come and yield to Jesus. And then lastly, First Peter 5, 7, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Now what that means is, is that not only can you cast your concerns about this person or situation on him because he cares for you, but that he also cares for them, that they too can cast their anxieties on him, that he is able to care for everyone involved. Well, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 1, through 3-4, and now we're getting into in engage. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction. Do you see that? who comforts us in all our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction. How might the foundation of God's care for you change how you move forward in serving this person? Being reminded that God is also able to comfort them and you, how can you engage differently in this situation?
0: Mm, that's so good. I know it's for twos in their the hardwiring of their mind – They really fear that if, when they have this inclination, the part that we're kind of wanting to awaken to, that they're sensing other people's needs and emotions, they feel inclined to move forward and to do something.
1: And that part is tired. It is carrying a lot of burden. Sure,
0: because there's a lot of needs out there. And to recognize that and to then care for it. Um, the fear of the two is rejection. Well, if someone sees that I'm caring for myself and not others, they'll think I'm being selfish. And what we want them to see is how Jesus took good care of himself while also doing his father's will and caring for others. And so twos, we want you to be taken care of by Christ who will replenish and restore you to then care for others, the ones that he is calling you to care for. And so I hope that this time of being aware is going to be very beneficial for you twos to get the rest you need so that you can truly bless others. All right. Well, type threes, let's go through aware in a possible situation that you might find yourself in, where let's go to A, which is awaken. And is there a moment where you're feeling or experiencing a strong desire and drive to complete something? You've got a task, a goal, a mission that you are ready just to take on and complete it. But are you feeling frustrated or impatient that the project is not moving forward at the pace you want? Or maybe others are getting in the way or they're distracting you? Well, let's move to welcome. You might be inclined to dismiss your feelings and your frustrations by pushing those feelings aside for the moment and you might want to plow forward. But let's pause. Let's take time to welcome the emotions of frustration that you have this drivenness. And where's the opportunity to connect with yourself and with God in that moment? So threes recognize that you push your emotions away quite often to get things done, but your emotions are telling you something. Welcome them and be curious about them. And then let's move into the third A, ask. Threes, you are excellent at overcoming obstacles and moving towards your goal, but rather going down the same path. Let's look and invite the Holy Spirit to come into that experience and see if there's something that you're missing, something that He is trying to tell you. Ask the Holy Spirit, what is behind my drivenness? What is behind my frustration? Will you make that clear to me so I am fully aware and can move in the right direction and then take the moment to receive the receive the truth that God has for you in isaiah twenty six twelve it says "You establish peace for us. all that we have accomplished you have done for us so for many threes, accomplishment and success can come at the expense of others and even themselves. But God is promising peace or shalom with yourself and with others. Can you receive his peace? And then in Philippians 1.6, Paul tells us, and I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will complete it at the day of Christ Jesus. Threes, can you receive the assurance that God is working for you and not against you? Which will help you to move into the last uh, letter E, engage. And in John 5.17, it tells us that my father is always at work to this very day, and I am too working. How might moving forward look different if you knew God was for you and working on your behalf? What if your drivenness and frustrations were invitations, reminders to move your trust in your ability into trusting in Jesus?
1: That's awesome, sweetie, because when I think of threes, uh, and I believe this to be true of all the other types as well, is that those experiences that we have that we might call negative or roadblocks or hurdles actually become invitations for us. So, you know, threes, whenever you're starting to experience the tension, when you're starting to experience the frustration or you're trying to navigate around obstacles, that really is the opportune time to just check in with the Holy Spirit, to be awakened to what's happening inside of you, and simply move through a reflective process so that you can engage with God, with yourself, and with others in a way that's much more healthy, and that's going to get you towards the goal that you intend.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, why don't you take us into Type 4s? We'll be back after a quick break. Moms, it's here. Registration is open for Enneagram for Moms cohort. Yes, from May 6th to May 13th, you can grab your spot to be in one of the cohorts with moms of the same Enneagram type, plus with a certified Enneagram coach leading the way. Wouldn't that be the most amazing thing to be with like-minded moms who really understand what it's like to be on your journey as a mom from your type? Yes, it will feel so validating, reassuring, affirming, encouraging. You don't have to mom alone anymore. Go to yourenneagramcoach.com forward slash cohorts to grab your spot today because there's only 25 spots available for each cohort. Now, we have a cohort for all nine types in the daytime and one in the evening. But when the spots are filled up, they're gone. So grab your spot today at yourenneagramcoach.com forward slash cohorts. The group start the week of June 10th and go until the week of July 29th. There are 90 minute sessions and there's eight of them. Plus you'll get a free Facebook group community where you can continue the conversation with one another. Join today.
1: Alrighty, type fours. So let's start with awaken. Fours, are you feeling particularly misunderstood by anyone? Are you entertaining any imaginary conversations or responses from people? Welcome. Rather than playing out these situations or thoughts about these people or scenarios, let's just kindly welcome them. Not the fantasies or the imagination, but rather welcome the experience that you're having of being misunderstood or being related to in an odd way. Our goal is not necessarily to dwell on these negative beliefs, but rather we're simply wanting to witness, to observe this part of us. Ask. As we've mentioned with other types, we often attempt to tackle our internal world by ourselves before we ever ask the Holy Spirit to help us. And with, that, with the assurance that the Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God, 1 Corinthians 1.10, Let's ask the Spirit to help us understand what this part of our heart needs. Receive. In the same passage in 1 Corinthians 2, Paul goes further to say that what we have received is not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. You see, the Spirit's purpose is to guide us into relationship with God and all that God is for us in the person and work of Jesus Christ. So where there is rejection, the Spirit offers acceptance. Where there is shame, the Spirit offers healing. Where there are lies, the Spirit offers truth. Maybe a quote for you to consider. that J.I. Packer wrote this in his book, Knowing God. What matters supremely, therefore, is not, in the last analysis, the fact that I know God, but the larger fact which underlies it, the fact that He knows me, despite feeling misunderstood, despite feeling unique. The reality is is that the God who created all things knows you, and knows you intimately, and delights over you engage. Despite how you perceive others relating to you, you are deeply known and loved. Perhaps you've been avoiding people. How might you be able to engage in these relationships knowing that your Father knows you and cares for you? Rather than seeking to be known by others, how might being known by God and assured of your value change how you love and move towards others?
0: I love that. You know, I, I think Fors it's such a beautiful place for them to be able to not only have the gift of going deep and inward, but to go deep and inward with the gospel truth, which will spring forward into fully engaging with others in a whole new way with beauty and intentionality that others are desperately seeking and wanting.
1: I love that thought, Bethy, because it it's not reflecting on emotion on their emotions and their depth is bad.
0: No. It's just headed yeah. in the
1: wrong direction when it's apart from the spirit.
0: Absolutely, and we want to look at Jesus as our perfect example. Jesus had many deep emotions. It was very clear even in the garden of Gethsemane where he's, you know, really struggling even to the point of, you know, sweating blood. There's deep emotions, but he was also balanced in his emotions by still focusing on what God was calling him to do. And that is where we can watch fours blossom and lead us in that direction by following Christ.
1: All righty, why don't you jump in on type fives?
0: Okay, yeah. So type fives, the first letter is A, awaken. So what do we need to be awakened to? Well, obviously there's lots of things that can activate our heart at any point in time, but let's just take one possibility. Is... When you feel the need and desire to withdraw from obligations, perhaps maybe you're feeling frustrated that others keep intruding on your space and your time and your energy, and you feel like your inner resources are being depleted, and so you want to protect those. So then let's go into welcome. Well, let's welcome the fact that a lot of activity is happening inside, but what is that activity? Maybe you're feeling frenetic and trying to get time uh, away, some time to find solitude, to think through your thoughts and your feelings. But for this exercise, let's simply welcome your experience. Imagine sitting down with this part of you that's feeling frenetic and trying to get away and giving it attention, care, and safety and welcoming what is saying and what is feeling. And then ask. Well, we know that you spend a lot of time thinking, but let's turn from your thoughts and give space to the Spirit's insights. The key to ask is for the insight into your own motives. What are you striving for? Is there a fear that is driving your need for withdrawing? what would withdrawing provide for you? So, just ask these questions and wait and listen for the Spirit to make it aware. Then R, receive. In 1 Corinthians one thirty, it says, It is because of Him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God, that is, our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. The wisdom, the path of living that leads to life comes through faith in Jesus Christ. All of God's promises are yes and amen in Jesus. All that you are seeking by withdrawing, the resources that you believe you must have, actually can only be found in your relationship with Jesus. How might receiving the relationship with Jesus help alleviate your frustration and the drive to withdraw, which can help you move into engage And now, from a new mindset of where your sustainable resources can derive from, engage with yourself, others, and with God and how this can change. You can freely move from the mind and then into relationships without the same fears or the need to withdraw in the same way. Now, we're not at all saying that having time by yourself is wrong or bad. Absolutely not. We know that as a five, you need that time of solitude to process your thoughts and feelings. And that is an important concept. But we also want you to be aware of what's behind those motives and to seek reflection from God so that your heart is aligned at all times, making others aware of your needs, but also engaging in relationships where it's needed.
1: Fantastic, sweetie. And again, I'm surprised, as we're walking through these things, you can start to see some similar themes. Uh, I was mindful as you were reading about a type five from awaken to welcome, you know it's one thing to simply recognize that we we have a pattern of experience but it's a, simply a whole other thing of whether or not we want to sit with it in our living room we'd much rather say oh yeah i got a problem so here are my ways to i'm going to try to fix it versus actually just welcoming it at the door Sitting down with it and giving attention to it, before we ever try to start to fix it, because we don't—we've not given attention to this part of our heart. And by slowing down, by breathing slowly, we're able to give attention so that we can listen to the messages that it's intending for us, and invite the Holy Spirit into that process.
0: Absolutely. All right. Why don't you take us into your type, type sixes?
1: righty, type sixes. Uh, this. One may be personal, (laughs) as I was preparing this for the podcast. So, uh, sixes. Let's go to Awaken. I'd ask you what you might be thinking about these days, but let's be honest. If you're like me, you're thinking about everything, and you're thinking about it multiple times a day. Beth's always making fun of me when I tell her, (laughs) yeah, I've been thinking about that multiple times today. What are you talking about? But with AWARE, one of the skills that we have to develop is to learn to use focus. What is one relationship? What is one question? What is one situation that you keep coming back to? You can't address everything and your mind is racing looking for solutions. So let's see if we can slow things down and just focus on the one thing, welcome. Now. Let's welcome this particular part. You may need to take some time to breathe in order for the flywheel of your mind to slow down enough to focus. And if necessary, you may actually want to just simply write things down versus doing this exercise in your mind. Welcome the feeling. Welcome the thought. Welcome with kindness and curiosity. It may be big. It may be complex and overwhelming, causing all kinds of fear and anxiety Uh, psychologically and physiologically. But like a loving parent, simply embrace and sit with this part for a moment. Ask. All this time has been given to your ability to find solutions either internally or externally. But often we're impatient with or simply do not look to the spirit to address the anxiety and the angst that's happening internally. So let's invite him into this particular situation. Why am I having trouble finding answers to this problem? Why am I thinking about this person or situation or problem so frequently? What's driving me to ruminate on this topic? Receive. I'm often reminded of the repeated command in the Bible. Do not fear. I wish... I could simply stop my fears from overtaking my mind and my body. A few years ago I heard a profound insight, an insight that also addressed some things I was learning related to being adopted, uh, something called attachment. The second part of that frequent command in the scriptures, do not fear, is for I am with you. So the whole equation is do not fear for I am with you. So let's try to receive this truth. My fear, my ruminating thoughts, the anxiety in my body, and all serve as an invitation, a reminder that I need the felt presence of Jesus in my life. Psalm 32 8 reminds us that our Father promises us to instruct us, to teach us in the way that we should go, to counsel us with His loving eye on us. Spend a few moments receiving. The kind, patient, instructing, teaching, and loving, counseling presence of your Heavenly Father. Engage. You may have heard this verse before. Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Engaging in life from a place of insurance prayer and thanksgiving changes us from a place of assurance. How does it change your approach to this situation, to this person or this question that you're ruminating on from a place of assurance? Do you need to let it go? Do you need to engage, but be assured of this, that the God of peace will be with you.
0: Jeff, what is this, uh, acronym, how has it helped you in this kind of a situation?
1: Um, Well, actually, this is what uh, I I call it a team meeting. Um, And whenever I'm more disciplined about it, but for me, it's this opportunity each day to just kind of be mindful of what the internal committee is thinking about or talking about that day. Mm -hmm. And I realized for me, I needed to lead the team. Mm. There's no one part of the committee That should be leading the team. Um, And I find that I ruminate. There's so it's like an ongoing just flywheel of thoughts, but there's no resolutions to it.
0: Do you find that a lot of the different intercommittee parts are trying to lead?
1: That's right. And different reactions. Like, sometimes it may be I I engage, but I engage anxiously, and it causes more problems. Or I disengage and procrastinate because I'm afraid to do it, and that causes problems. Versus when what I call my true self, I call him Pastor Jeff, because he shows up for other people, but he may not show up for myself. And so when Pastor Jeff shows up and reminds these different parts about the truth of who God is for us, I'm able to make better decisions. So I'm moving forward by faith, um, or I may be not engaging, but I'm doing so by faith versus out of anxiety.
0: And when Pastor Jeff shows up, do you find that the inner committee is still there, but not as frenetic?
1: Yeah. You know, sometimes I, I, I'm, I don't have uh, schizophrenia, (laughs) but uh, I found the great example of it, and it's uh, found in the beautiful mind, Mm -hmm. where these parts of him, now I know that's totally clinical and totally different, but those parts of him actually became less powerful as he gave less attention to it, and Mm -hmm. so there's a sense to where um, they're always present, and some and they all have good purposes at times but whenever they're leading that's when things become a problem
0: but what i hear you what i hear you saying is it's not that like in that movie where he's not paying attention it's actually you are giving attention to the inner committee not over attention but listening to them but then leading them in, that's right. in the direction of discernment
1: That's right. And and that leading comes from the assurance that Christ has already offered. So, it's not me just being great for myself. Mm -hmm. It is me bringing the gospel to bear upon my own heart.
0: All right. So, let's head into type seven. Now, for Awaken – Let's think about some of the things that might get activated for you. Are you particularly frustrated with any hindrances that are around? Maybe you're trying to convince others of this great and grandiose idea that you have, but you're experiencing their lack of support. Maybe you even feel stifled. Maybe you feel confined or trapped. That's going to really bring up a lot of stuff, right? So let's go into welcome. And this can actually be really tough for sevens to welcome because welcoming and considering the difficult, negative and uncomfortable things is kind of the opposite of what sevens want to do. And actually sevens will take that opportunity when things arise within that are uncomfortable, they'll start to reframe it into more positivity and simply maybe even dismissing the experience as a whole. Now, welcoming involves patience and giving attention to our internal world, where framing would be the opposite of welcoming. Now, sevens might be thinking like, wait, what? Like I offer this gift of positivity. Absolutely. We love your positivity. It brings people forward. It it helps make things happen. At the same time, we do need to learn how to welcome in our life, to know where our heart is at. So with kindness and curiosity and patience, let this idea of welcomeness start operating within your hearts. But with kindness and curiosity and patience. Allow yourself to welcome some frustrations, hindrances, and obstacles so that you can see them more clearly and move through them versus trying to uh, avert them or go a different direction, which means you're not actually engaging with it. All right, let's go into the second A, which is ask. And we will talk about reframing throughout this whole process because it's the defensive mechanism of type sevens, and it actually keeps you from understanding yourself and God. See, to begin, you need to ask the Holy Spirit to help you understand why you are inclined to reframe. Waiting and listening, should you have insight, then you can move further and ask, why am I frustrated with the lack of support? What am I wanting that could come at the expense of listening to others? Why am I reframing? What's going on behind all of this? And then once you are there and you're asking the Holy Spirit, we want you to receive the truth of what the Holy Spirit is going to impart to you, because this can be a very uncomfortable space for sevens. And in reframing, it can actually be a gift reminding you to slow down and attune your heart to the Father, because Jesus tells us that the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Jesus offers us life and relationships with Him, full life, life that satisfies, life that fills. James 4 contrasts idolatrous desires in competition to humbling ourselves through the Lord, who will lift us up. How does this part of you that wants to gain life apart from Christ begin to see how life that is satisfying is yours through Christ Jesus? and this will help you to move to engage. Because Paul tells us in Philippians 2 to look not only to our own interests, but also the interest of others. Why? Because we have the life of Christ that meets us in all circumstances. With this promise in mind, how might you re-engage with the hope and with the faith that you will find more satisfying life by remaining present versus moving ahead or going to the next thing. What does it mean to actually be still, to focus on the inward motivations and align your heart with the gospel so He can bring you the fullness of life that will then bless others and bring you great joy?
1: You know, sweet, one of the things that uh, I picked up on as you were walking through Type 7, and that I alluded to earlier in the podcast, was this idea that we bring a particular pattern, strategy, or interpretation to our Christian life, and so we use the skills that we're good at in order to bring about the transformation that we desire, but what God is inviting us to is relationship with Him. It's not simply He's given us a gift, now go do your thing, but it's to use that gift in relationship with Him so that it's used in a a healthier way, a, a way in which it leads us to greater joy ourselves, but also leads to greater glory to God for what He's already done.
0: Yeah, and I think if there's anything I want to just say right now, as we're walking through all of these motivations, what's going on inside of us, there's always the positive and the negative. God has created us uniquely to bless the world, to glorify Him, and for us to experience that at a deeper level. But because we're on this side of heaven, those very gifts can go awry. And that's where we're wanting to pause and to reorient ourselves with what's going on so that we can make sure we're bringing its blessing to the world, not the negative aspects.
1: All right. Thanks, sweetie. All righty, Type 8s, you're up next. So we'll begin with Awaken. We've mentioned the idea of trailheads, uh, I believe, in the last episode, but these are just things that you can awaken to that let you know that there's a path to go down, that you may be experiencing something. So, trailheads for eights can be the physical sense of needing to make decisions Act or act decisively. Now, the reason why we talk about physical sense is because eights are very um, gut-oriented. They're part of the gut triad, and so there's this need to make a decision or this need to act decisively. Well, are you feeling any frustration in being able to move forward? Eights, are there any sensations in your bodies? Eights can often ignore what their body is telling them. Are you feeling particularly depleted, exhausted? Are there any pains in your body that are actually present and have been ongoing present, but yet you've not given attention to? Welcome. The defensive mechanism for an aid is denial. And there's a natural instinct to ignore, overlook, or deny that you are experiencing something that could keep you from moving forward. So take something like pain that you're having in your body or a situation where you're experiencing the need to be in control. And rather than pivoting and moving on, simply welcome the thought or welcome the feeling. Give attention to it without trying to change it, but just to experience it with kindness and give it attention. Ask. Because of the frequent use of denial and the quick pivots, often 8s overlook the opportunity to invite the Holy Spirit into into their decision-making. Inviting the Spirit into our decision-making process protects us from making those decisions that may further harm ourselves and others. So, type 8s, ask the Spirit, why am I inclined to act so quickly? Where does my intensity come from? Or, if you're focusing on your body, what am I pursuing that is coming at the expense of my body? Receive. Entrusting your decisions to the care of God and guidance by the Holy Spirit is grounded in promises. Type 8s fear the possibility of betrayal and develop a whole strategy to live independent, and this sometimes bleeds over into their relationship with God. But what we're inviting you to in receiving is receiving the truth and the assurances that God has promised in His Word. In John sixteen thirty three, He tells us, I've told you these things, so that in me, in relationship with me, you may have peace. In this world you're going to have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world. And in Psalm 62, 11, and 12, Power belongs to you, God. And with you, Lord, is unfailing love. Love in this passage is steadfast love. It's the word hesed that's used all throughout the whole Old Testament. His power is for you, and he promises that he will never betray you. Engage. Eights bring all of their relationships a wonderful gift to demonstrate both God's steadfast love and strength. But in order for that to happen, they will need to relate from a place of assurance in their heart versus self-protection. How can you move forward knowing that God has your back?
0: Man, I love that and that's it's so challenging. I know having a strong eight wing myself that man when I feel vulnerable I just want to put up a big shield, and, especially as a nine, withdraw. <laughs> uh, it's a little bit different. But, you know, just seeing the this as an encouragement to AIDS to move towards their protector, their shield, their rock, which is God, who who will protect them. He understands what betrayal is because he experienced it. But he went through that so that he could protect us. All right. Well, let's move into my type type nines. Um and type nines, let's think of how can we awaken? This is hard for us nines. We have this internal fog and in fact we want to kind of fall asleep to ourselves. Um, But it's so important that we wake up and wake up to what is going on inside. And it and I'll be honest, it's taken a long time, right, Jeff?
1: (laughs) It's a work in progress. (laughs) It's so true.
0: Like even if you were to ask me right now, like what are you feeling? It's like Uh, I'm feeling something, but I can't put words to it. Give me some time. (laughs) But it is true. And so nines, this is a really helpful exercise that I have to do all the time because I want to avoid it, but it is important to engage in it. So a awaken, maybe you're sensing tension in a relationship. Maybe you're feeling that you need to accommodate to alleviate the tension that is around you. And, are you feeling the desire to withdraw, to avoid, or to give your voice away, maybe your preferences away, so that you can create peace? Well, at W, we need to a welcome. And it is very easy for us nines to disassociate from our feelings, to disassociate from tension, and this can actually show up in our body. I know for me, it feels like there's a two liter Coke inside that it has the lid on it tight and tension and discord and things that aren't going right. It feels like someone is shaking that up inside and there's all this pressure. And I just want to push it down. But I need to ask the Holy Spirit, what is going on inside me? What is happening that I need to be aware of? so that I cannot avoid, but bring it to the Holy Spirit so that I can engage with it. And to remember His invitation to trust Him is always founded in His love for us as nines. So, He invites us to engage, to move towards, so that we can experience joy and He gets the glory. And I need to ask, what am I avoiding? What am I afraid of? And why am I inclined to lose myself in the process? And then the R, receive. We need to consider a few passages as we open ourselves up to receiving promises. Second Timothy 1, seven says, For the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Acts 18.9 says, Do not be afraid, keep speaking, do not be silent you are an instrument of peace, a gift of kindness to others, nines. That should not come at an unhealthy expense to yourself nor your dignity. God invites you to speak, to engage, because you matter. So, in E, to engage, we need to do the right action, the next right step. That is our virtue as a nine, engagement. You may not know the resolution of the tension, not even your next right steps, but intuitively, the Spirit will help you to know what to do next. Trust it. Move towards it by faith. You will only be able to move forward when you are grounded in God's promises to go with you and before you. There is a smaller part of you that will want to hide. I understand. My part wants to hide even right now. But you were created in Christ Jesus to do good works. In that passage in Ephesians 2.10, it talks about you being God's poema, his poem, his masterpiece. Set aside to do these good works. So nines, step into your design, how God created you. Though it could be uncomfortable and scary, do it with courage, knowing he has given you dignity and your presence
1: matters. No, Bethany, you made it very personal whenever I went through six <laughs> it started getting into my kitchen. <laughs> I did. So tell me, sweetie, like, whenever we were writing this, you're, you're facing a particular situation right now. And what was it like for you to walk through this as a nine?
0: Oh, it's, I mean, like, that's why I said you know, when I was going through this, I want to quit. Nines or disassociate or back out or withdraw. Um, I don't want to speak. It's uncomfortable, especially when I feel like there could be tension or there could be something that could harm a a relationship or um, I don't know what to do or I don't know how to make it right. I don't know how to make people happy. Um, And I have to sit in that because uh, something has to move forward. Something can't be avoided. And so it's really challenging, and I'm feeling a lot internally. Like I said, it feels like that two-liter Coke, and it feels like a lot of pressure that just needs to come out, and I also need to welcome I mean, that and that honor interesting,
1: that. though, that you say that, that you're feeling a lot, and yet at the same time it can look like, to others, disassociated, like everything's calm, but internally there's a lot going on. Oh,
0: yeah, definitely. I would actually say uh, when nines are disassociating, it's because they're, sensing internally a lot that they can't see, interpret, recognize, understand. We can't um, process it quickly. It's just there. It's very uncomfortable. And it feels like a volcano is going to erupt. And that fear of it then exploding all over everyone makes us want to withdraw and disengage, hoping that it will just go away.
1: (laughs) You know a few things as we close out this episode, but um, you know I, we tell people a lot. There are no hero, There's only one hero in the Bible, mm-hmm. and it's Jesus Christ. You know Beth and I, although we've had the opportunity to sit with people and have practiced this particular um, discipline for quite a while now. Um, doesn't mean that we're heroes at it and get it right. We, As we were writing these, as we write new things for applying to types, we are growing in these mm-hmm. moments as well. Uh, whenever we wrote Becoming Us and we got to type nine and six, we were like, wow, this is so accurate. We really need some help. <laughs> and, um, and even as we were writing up these scripts, it, it's the exact same thing. We are growing alongside well, you. What
0: it's doing is it's reminding us that, of what Christ is asking of us, and that's to surrender and depend. He's not asking us to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps, to figure it out, to fix it, to become perfect. He already knows our imperfections, that's why He came, and therefore we have to surrender to one, where we struggle, but to surrender that we can't fix it, we can't make it perfect and right, but He has. And then to depend on the finished, perfect work of His life, death, and resurrection, and ascension on our behalf that then will help us to move forward in faith as these things come up. Like I told you today, I just want to quit everything, you know, and I knew what part that was inside me. I actually call her Quinn, Quinn for quitting. And just to be able to name it and to verbalize it and not to necessarily change it in the moment helped me to relieve some of that tension and pressure. It hasn't gone away necessarily, but at least I'm aware of it for it not to, overtake me in a sinful pattern, but for me to be aware and to keep bringing it back to Christ and to even ask you for help, um, it's super hard because honestly, as a nine, it's like, maybe I just will watch a movie. Maybe I'll just go get in bed. And some of those things are, are good and okay at times, but I also know that I can't avoid this. I need to press in and I need to work through it with Christ's help. And all of the types are going to have all of what we went through, they're going to have their different core motivations get activated, and that's where we need to use aware to know what's going on for myself. We have to take consideration for ourselves, not changing everyone else, consideration for ourselves, bringing it to Christ, surrendering, depending, and watching the Holy Spirit working through us in a most beautiful way.
1: You know, uh I Just from my own personal experience, and I think of this in terms of being a leader uh, within our business and then being a husband, being a father, uh, even being a friend, that as I have tried to become better at all of those roles and read all the books, and I read a lot of books, but what I have found to be the most effective Tool for me is to do my own work. And particularly as I look at uh, the lives of our children and my relationship with you, Bethy, is that as I have come to greater understand the truth of the gospel as it relates through how I see the world as a six, I have found that to be tremendous fruit in being able to be lovingly present in my relationship with you and the relationship with our kids and even within um, being a leader in our business.
0: And actually, I would. I uh, totally agree with that one from the perspective of your wife and best friend and watching you grow in your own sense of responsibility and, and growth, but also me seeing it and being intrigued to grow myself, um, you know, following your lead has been wonderful, but also I would just really commend everyone else to recognize it's, it's very normal for all of us to want to fix our spouse, our best friend, our kids, our parents. Um, because if we could just fix them, everything would be okay. But to recognize that God has them in our life, and yes, some of those relationships are really stressful and painful and hard, but God also is taking care of us. And we need to do our own work so that we can experience the true freedom we have in Him, the unconditional love that we have. And that will help us transform our relationships around us when we are changed things will change
1: well we had mentioned this in the previous episode but I want to quote it again as we close out here but um, there's a quote that's been popularized by other authors and it's uh, was originated by a guy named Jack Miller and it really is the truth of what we're getting at here and that aware awakens us to and that is this that hey take heart you're worse than you think but you are far more loved than you ever dreamed. So there's nothing that Christ isn't already aware of that you're giving attention to for the first time. But secondarily, and probably most importantly, is that by giving attention to it, we actually experience Christ in a new way and find freedom from the fear, guilt, and shame that so easily enslaves us. And so we hope this has been a helpful exercise for you. Um, We do encourage you. Why don't you tell them a little bit about exploring you?
0: Yeah, Exploring You is my online coaching course. It's the same material I take my private clients through, but it's at a total fraction of a cost. So it's the same transformational content. There are five sessions that I walk you through with guide sheets that will help you to understand why you think, feel, and behave in particular ways while bringing gospel insights for your own transformation. So I really highly recommend people going through it when you know your type because you will break it. Because we're going to break down your personality into these bite-sized lessons so you can learn, stretch, and grow without being overwhelmed. And it's truly one of my favorite things to do is to watch people go through this process because it's their transformation accelerates as they go through the Enneagram from a gospel-centered perspective.
1: Well, thank you so much for joining us, everyone. We're so delighted that uh, you would entrust this time with us. So be sure to find us on social media where you're going to find out more about awares. we put up a daily post about AWARE for each type. But then secondly, be sure to look at the show notes where we're going to put a link to our special for this particular season during COVID, where we've discounted Exploring You to $49. And so you can find the links in the show notes. Well, thanks again for joining us. It's been a delight to be with you. And thanks again. And we pray that you would find Christ in each and every moment of your day.